0: Good morning, everybody. Saturday morning in the Delaware Valley, along with Mike Sealski. I am Glenn Mack now as we head to the final regular season game of the Eagle season tomorrow. And Mike, I will tell you right now, you see this hand how calm it is? <laughs> now look at this one. You
1: are shaking like a leaf, my uh, friend.
0: Well, uh, you know, we did this last week. On a scale of 1 to 10, what was your worry level? I think that was about a 3.5. You might have been a little bit lower.
1: I was at 1 or a 1.5. Yeah,
0: well, I'm telling you right now, I'm about a... And th- this is not related to tomorrow's game, per mm-hmm. se, which the Eagles should win handily. But for where I stand right now, I'm about a 6, pal.
1: Yeah, I'm at a 4 or 5, I'd say. Somewhere in that, in that okay. range. And, I mean, that's a... That's a jump of, what, four or five Mm -hmm. times what I was. Uh, I don't think you can – you couldn't watch what happened against the Saints last week and come away with any other feeling.
0: No. And I know – and listen, everybody's got their own opinion, and I'm not saying anybody's right or wrong with their opinion, but if everybody says, ah, that's fine, well, let's go through it here, all right? By the way, 215-592-9494. Love to talk to you today. For the moment, I want to put the quarterback aside. It's clearly the big issue, but I want to kind of look with you as to whether this is a bump in the road or something more. And so I'll start with this. Two teams, uh, inferior teams, I'm talking about the Saints and Washington, not Mm -hmm. the Cowboys game, but Washington, have used the same game plan on offense to beat the Eagles, which is run the ball three, four yards at a clip, squeeze out the clock. Um, they know they don't have the offense to win the game if it's a high-scoring game, mm-hmm. so hold on to the ball. And I worry that that maybe, and I'm going to get to the pass defense in a moment, but just in terms of the run defense, has that exposed a weakness in the Eagles, a way to beat this team? Has this set a model for the playoffs? I think it could with a better team, yes.
1: I think this has happened throughout the season. If you go, you're right... Certainly about the Saints game on Sunday, where they, you know, 15 play, 75-yard drive. The Eagles offense is just sitting on the sideline while their defense is on the field for the better part of the entire first quarter. I think that the offense finally got on the field with, what, six minutes left in the first quarter. Uh, And Washington did exactly the same thing. And on the one hand, you can say, well, the the defense only gave up 13 points against the Saints, but it's more a matter of timing and Mm -hmm. tone-setting. The, the fact that this keeps happening on the first possession or early in a game, it just it gets the game off to a bad start. And I know you don't want to go to a quarterback, the quarterback situation, but certainly against the Saints, it put more pressure on the backup to try to yeah, no doubt. make up for the deficit that the defense had helped
0: create. No doubt. Okay, so off of that, I worry about Jonathan Gannon's stubbornness with playing the zone defense uh pass defense and and the stats uh Dak Prescott was 24 for 24 apparently against yes. the zone yes. Andy Dalton completed his f- Andy Dalton Andy Dalton Andy Dalton completed his first 14 passes last week which raises an either or is it that Gannon is really stubborn or is it that Gannon for good reason cannot trust Josiah Scott and Reed Blankenship in coverage I think Not, it, I don't think either's a good answer I
1: didn't you know neither is a good answer I think The injuries in the secondary are kind of taking Gannon where he's inclined to go anyway if that makes sense they're not as good back there without Avante Maddox and CJ Gardner Johnson and so he's aware of that and he's going to try to take pressure off of Josiah Scott and whoever else has to be back there and so more zone um Look, they're generating pass pressure. It's just putting a lot of pressure on their pass pressure players, (laughs) try saying that five times fast, Um, to, to get to the quarterback. Because if they don't get there, guys like Andy Dalton and Dak Prescott are picking
0: them apart. Yep. Okay. Yes. Absolutely. And by then, you're right. The defensive line has been spectacular, and we'll talk about those guys because they've been great. The secondary overall seems a little problematic mm-hmm. to me. We talked so long earlier in the season how well Slay is playing and Bradbury were playing, and they were. Not lately. That's right. Not, not late, so late. much right now. Now, Bradbury
1: got burned for that long uh, pass in the first half Sunday on a double move. Uh, they, they have not been as good as they were early in the
0: season. And, by the way, again, this goes back to the coach I don't know, I'm and this maybe this refers to me losing confidence the coach. CeeDee Lamb killed your backups mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. Was there a point in that game where it's like, you know, Slay, you cover this guy for a while. He's their best player. Go cover him. Yeah, there should have been.
1: There should have been. I mean, that's why you're paying Slay all that money. He's yeah. your number one guy. All right. Um yeah. yeah. Next I'm point. with you.
0: Um, missing Lane Johnson, at least last Sunday, was worse than I expected. Jack Driscoll at right tackle was really problematic. Again, part of that to me is on Shane Steichen. And Nick, for seeming to think they could run the same offense with Gardner Minshew that they run with Jalen Hurts, the game plan made no sense. But you got killed at right what was it, three sacks in yes. the first yeah. eight and, plays? And, and
1: it exposes the advantages that players— that, that standout players can create for an offense or a defense. The Eagles, when Lane Johnson is healthy, have the luxury of not having to help him at all. Leave him on an island. He will block Von Miller. He will block Micah Parsons. He will take care of whoever needs to be taken care of, and we can deploy the other uh, people on the line in any way we choose. You can't do that with Jack Driscoll. And to your point about the coaches, uh, They should have been running the ball more frequently than they did. Uh Aha. That would have taken much of the pressure off of this. So,
0: goes to the next point, which is how badly is Miles Sanders hurt? Now, I know they took him off of the injury report yesterday, which was nice to see. He had just 12 carries and no catches in a game where it did. Made Mm -hmm. sense to ride him. Do I need to worry moving ahead about Miles
1: Sanders' injury? No, I don't think you need to worry about the injury as much as I think you need to worry about how the coaching staff (laughs) uses him and the other running backs. I don't want to sound like... Well, I mean, I don't mind sounding like Ray Ray. Dittinger, who would would pound the drum for running the ball. Um, But there's a happy medium there. And in a situation like the one they had last week, where you have a backup at right tackle and you have a backup quarterback and maybe your lead running back is banged up a little bit, you can go one of two ways. You can try to throw the ball right out of the chute the way they did and go three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. Or you can say to yourself, you know what, we also have Boston Scott, and we also have Kenny Gainwell, who neither of whom is Walter Payton, but are both competent running backs. And we can simplify things, and we can say, you know what, the Saints are 23rd in the NFL against the run, and let's just take what they are liable to give us. And I th- I do think that—I am not hope I'm not painting with too broad a brush here—but I do think that the kind of coaches that Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman over time have hired, whether we're talking about Andy Reid or Doug Peterson or mm-hmm. Chip Kelly or now Shane, or, uh, Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen, tend to overthink situations like this. They're reluctant to just go to—to to, to say to themselves, you know, the shortest distance between two points is run the ball for a while because we just need to do that.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, and I think the offense emphasized the Saints of the Strength, which was uh, – the, the, I'm sorry, the Strength of the Saints, mm-hmm. which was their pass defense. Yeah. And I, uh, I, I think they didn't expect uh, – what's his name? The cornerback who who had the pick six. Lattimore. Lattimore, yeah, who was on the injured list for mm-hmm. most of the week. They didn't expect him to play. Weeks. Yeah, and then he played, and then he was great, and that yeah. really hurt him.
1: And, and there's some, there is something – I will say this kind of in their defense. There is something to the idea that, you know what? The two most talented players on our offense without Jalen Hurts are AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. Let's just throw the ball to them and let them make plays. I mean, that's how they scored the one touchdown
0: they scored in the game was AJ Brown. <coughs> Excuse me. Yep. Making a great play. Okay, I'll let you get uh, get your breath there and that's fine. So, I'm sorry about that. That's okay. I get choked up sometimes when I talk about the <laughs> Eagles. I understand. Um and so here comes Jalen Hurts. Superman is coming <laughs> out of the phone booth.
1: Cue the John Williams music. <laughs>
0: cue, yes, cue the great music. Uh, he They've not officially said he's going to play, but I think we all agree and know he's going to play. And so my question for you and for the listeners today, 215-592-9494. Will Jalen Hurts solve everything that is wrong? The Eagles are thirteen and one this season when Hurts is in the lineup. They're 0 and two when he doesn't play. He's covered up a lot of mistakes this year by other people. He's been great, if healthy. Jalen Hurts comes back. Mike, as Inspector Clouseau would say, our problems are solved.
1: The evidence that suggests bad yeah. <laughs> that was very good. Yeah. Um the evidence suggests they will be. I mean, you, met, you said it, Glenn. 13-1 with him. And the one game that they lost was not on him. I mean, that was a 3-4 turnover game by the offense that I don't think he was responsible for. I'm not sure if he was responsible for one of the any of the turnovers. I'd have to go back and look. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the Washington game. That was the Quez Watkins fumbles while he's in the clear. That was Dallas Goddard fumbles when his face is almost ripped off. Uh, that was not a game that you put on Jalen Hurts in any regard. And so... Yeah, if he's back and he's healthy, I do think everybody's going to go, Ooh, okay, now now all is right with the world again. Um, because he's been that good, and as these last two games have shown, and we'll get into this later, he's that essential he to their have. offense. He just is. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think the game against Dallas, you got away with kind of like, okay, well, Minshew did throw those interceptions, but hey, you did score a lot of points. We should be okay in the short run. They were supposed to beat the Saints with Minshew, for yeah, God's sakes. of course. And if they had beaten the Saints with Minshew, then you wouldn't have to worry about Hurts playing this week against the Giants. Now, he has to come back. He has to be a hero. I know it's going to be the Giants' backups. Presumably, it will be easy, but we've learned that presumably doesn't always work out that way, and so he has to play, and Jalen Hurts not as much tomorrow, but moving ahead, he's got to be all that. And we have learned that he – I don't want to get into the whole debate as the MVP, but we've learned he's that valuable to this team right now. Yeah,
1: he is. And one of the interesting things uh, that Shane Steichen and also Dallas Goddard said this week was the idea – talking about the idea of the offense not getting into a rhythm, right? They couldn't get into a rhythm against the Saints. Well, go back and and look at some of the situations that have come up this season when Hurts was in a quarterback – It's easy to look at that and say, well, the offense was in a rhythm because it had Jalen Hurts. Well, why was it in a rhythm? It's because often the offense faces 3rd and 10, and Hurts runs for 11 yards. Yep. Or 3rd and 5, and he runs for 6.
0: Or 3rd and 5, and they're so concerned that he's going to run for 6 that they back off. Right. And And, and he's he's
1: got an easy completion. Yep. Or 4th and 1, he runs the quarterback draw, and because he's so strong, he gets the first down. Yeah, Minshew looked really bad. Not good. (laughs) Not good, and that's that goes to your point about how they called plays as if Jalen Hurts were still in the game yeah, when he a was not. Yeah, quarterback
0: sneak. I mean, you know, you should be able to make quarterback sneak, and Minshew should have made it, but that's yeah, yeah, that does show that. Well, we'll see. Let me take a call. We have sure. a lot more on this, Mike. Uh, excuse me, John in Maniunk. You're on with Mike and Glenn. Hey, John. Looking forward to a. Hey, Glenn. How you doing, buddy? Great, John. Looking forward to a new year of drinking uh, ice cold beers up at the Conch and Brewing Company there. <laughs> I appreciate that very much. By the way, we have a new version. We did the Merrill and Mike beer. We have a new version called Mike and Merrill coming out. We really get oh. creative. That's going to be a nice, like a 5.6% Perfect. little Perfect. Uh, tailgate IPA for the playoffs. Did, did you pay uh,
1: John to do the marketing? No, you? but okay. I
0: appreciate John immensely, and when I see him, I'll buy him a drink. There you go. Yeah, next time I'm going to ask for that one. Thanks. Hey, a couple two points the Eagles here real quick. Uh, so I know a lot of people aren't worried. Everyone's like worried about the Cowboys, but uh, are you guys getting a little scared or worried about like we know Brady's in, he kind of backed in in that weak division, and if uh, if Rodgers gets in, do you think their experience could be? a I mean, they're definitely uh, they could wake up for the playoffs. I That's think a it, I think it's a really good question, and again, yeah. I do not want to spread fear and panic, <laughs> but but mm-hmm. we do agree that the challenge for the Eagles is beating excellent quarterbacks, yes. right? Okay. you beat Rodgers this year because you put up a ton of points. And he didn't play the second half. That's right. He had the 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 thumb. It was the mm-hmm. thumb, right? Yes. Yeah, he's been pretty good since then. He's been really good since I haven't then. Haven't seen Brady since the playoffs last year.
1: He was apparently really good last week.
0: Yeah. Uh so do I have uh, you know worries is a strong word, but um I'll put it this way. I don't think either of those is going to be a breeze. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I I look at it this way, John. Um I, I'm I agree with Glenn that they're not going. It wouldn't be a breeze to face either of those teams. I do think that the Cowboys present a particularly challenging matchup for the Eagles, just because of the the team they are uh, and kind of the way they're constructed and their strengths kind of lining up with the Eagles' weaknesses. Uh, and San Francisco might be up and down. Although
0: I'll tell you what, hey John, thanks so much, yeah, pal. Thanks. We'll for talk to Bye-bye. you soon. Bye bye. I'd love to get the Cowboys here in the playoffs. Yeah. I would love I, – I, maybe Maybe this is just my own uh, – Dislike for the Cowboys? Uh, I was going to say biases and, and short-sightedness, but I think you get the Cowboys back here for game three of that set this year and with the crowd and the Eagles and pumped – I think the Eagles would crush them. I think they'll put up a lot of points. I'll put it that way. Cowboys will. That's You know what? Eagles are going to – that would be like a 38-31 Eagles win.
1: I, I would be – Hesitant to say that they would crush them. I really would. Well, um, I
0: mean 7 points. probably I mean, look, isn't a crush, but I think the I think the, they'll score a lot of points on them and win the game.
1: They they struggled defensively obviously against them uh 2 weeks mm-hmm. ago. You go back to that first game where the Cowboys didn't have Dak, uh the Eagles get out to a big lead, they allow the Cowboys to kind of come back, you know, but it's Cooper Rush, it's not Dak Prescott and I'm I like Dak Prescott and he would he would scare me in that situation. That team. Well, would scare 24 me for for twenty
0: four. You know, yeah. something. But this I, I, no, I, I think Eagles can beat the Cowboys here. I'm, I'd be confident. that. Oh, they can. But no, I'd, no. I yeah. think they would. Well, I, again. Yeah. They, they got to beat the Giants first. They right. lost to the Saints. So, <laughs> I spent the first fifteen minutes talking about all these problems. So I don't. I don't mean to just uh, gloss over it. And the other thing is, and maybe you'll think I'm crazy. I think I'd rather play against Brock Purdy and the Niners in the playoffs then I I, Rodgers and Brady man I don't I don't want to see those guys
1: I I don't think they as Rodgers has been better the last few weeks I don't think Aaron Rodgers is the same Aaron Rodgers I don't think Tom Brady is the same Tom Brady those teams would not those two teams would not scare me more than the Cowboys or the
0: 49ers Mm -hmm. even with Brock Mm -hmm. Purdy at quarterback okay you know the team I think we all agree it would be the best matchup? The Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, it crushed yeah. What was that, 31-7 to last time? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. 38-7. to 38-7. to I don't want to leave out that last touchdown. <laughs> that was all important. Are we talking about the NFC Championship game or Week 2 this season? Uh, I was talking about the NFC Championship okay. game. Yeah, uh, as was I. Okay. Yeah. All
1: right. Because they did crush them earlier this season, too.
0: Greatest game I've gone to ever in Lincoln Financial Field. I, was, I could agree. Yeah.
1: The, uh, the moment that Patrick Robinson yeah.
0: got into the end zone, that's yeah. as loud as that building has ever been. Yeah. That changed the momentum, man. Yep. Vikings yep. scored first. Mm hmm. Then they get the ball again. They're kind of moving. Yep. You're thinking, oh, no. And
1: Chris Long hits Case Keenum, yeah. and the
0: ball flutters out of his hands, and yep. the rest is history. Uh, it was great after that. Everything was great. All <laughs> right. That was fun. Hey, coming up on the show, uh, we are good. we got a lot we're going to uh, get into today. Certainly, we're going to talk about the case of uh, DeMar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills. His injury, his, his seemingly miraculous recovery, which has been just great, and what that means for the league, rescheduling of games, and the mindset of a lot of people. We're going to get the view from New York on tomorrow's game with Newsday NFL writer Tom Rock. We're going to tell you what we're watching. Uh, but it's really all about kickoff tomorrow, 25 p.m., and Jalen Hurts comes back. Is everything gonna be okay? Because Jalen Hurts is coming back. What do you think? Two one five five nine two ninety-four ninety four. With Mike Sealski, I'm Glenn now on ninety four WIP. Hey, if the cold weather has you thinking it's finally time to replace those old drafty windows and doors, there is no better time to make your home more energy efficient while taking advantage of Guida's big winter.